All right. I guess I'll kick it off. That's your job. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and That was welcome. an ominous laugh to start with. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies based on nothing but their odd descriptions. I'm Brantley. I'm Albert. Uh, we're using new mics today, so if the sound is better or worse or off or something, uh, we apologize. I mean, we don't apologize if it's better. That's what we're going for. But uh, <laughs> I'm sorry for all improvements. I'll take the blame for that. I yeah, did nothing for it. should. But Brantley's going to be reading for us again this week. Brantley. What do you got? First, we have Never Cry Werewolf, which is either trying kind of too hard or not hard enough for the title. let's just go back to the original legend, right? It seems like never was not the point. They didn't want him to never cry werewolf or wolf. It was just like not... Make sure there's one there. Make sure there literally is one there and then cry wolf. Then people will help you out as long as you're not overdoing it. Um, This is probably not about that, but... In France, they didn't really have witch hunts back in the day. They had werewolf hunts. But they were about as brutal as the Salem witch trials. Right, yeah. So people kind of called werewolf all the time, and someone just died, and they're like, well, he's dead. No more werewolf. Well, back in the day, it was all kind of the same thing, right? Like, there was just sort of a general, this is a person who turns into a cat and drinks people's blood and, like, does all this other stuff. And you might call it a werewolf or a witch or whatever, but really... Like, they were a lot the same. There was one guy who was arrested for being a werewolf, and he admitted to this, but his version of a werewolf was that witches were evil and would steal the fertility of the land. And so, three days a year, all the werewolves would turn into wolves, go down to hell, and fight them in this massive war, and then bring the fertility back. Now, where's that movie? I know! (laughs) I want either that, like, straight up, or, like, the trial where he's trying to convince people of this. I, yes, okay. That is not this movie. (laughs) All right, never cry werewolf. Go, Brantley. When 16-year-old Lauren and her family greet a new neighbor, Jared, a good-looking single guy and his dog, she senses something mysterious and dangerous about him. Is the twist that the dog is actually another person? (laughs) Like it's his girlfriend or something? That would be And then she's like, I want to bang you. And he's like, I'm totally down with that. But the dog's like, I'm the reverse kind of werewolf where I turn into a (laughs) human once every 30 days and I'm not cool with that. And I'm going to come over and murder you because I'm not actually very dangerous as a small dog. That'd be fun. Like, it's a Pomeranian. (laughs) It's this little tiny lab dog, but then turns into, like, this six-foot-five massive wolf monster. No, it's just a person. It just turns into a human. It just turns into a person straight up? Yeah, well, maybe she's, like, kind of a little bit hairy, but it's, Mm -hmm. like, the reverse. You know how, like, it's a very human wolf person? Right. It would be that, but, you know, the reverse. Her suspicions become further aroused when some of the locals begin disappearing one by one. How, How frequent would this be? Well, I want to know what the connection, like, guy moves in, people start disappearing. I get the movie logic here, but it also feels like, okay, it, there's obviously something going Correlation, on. Correlation, not necessary causation. Yeah. I don't know that you're, uh, you're necessarily, get, have your next door neighbor is the guy getting rid of them. Again, I want to put a lot of possibility that it might be the dog. This, yeah. <laughs> As Lauren becomes obsessed with her neighbor's behavior. I think this is just a crazy neighbor movie. Yeah. But it's from the Crazy Neighbors perspective. That'd be fun, actually. Like, she's killing people, but is convinced that this is this guy? I think there's been several movies that came, went along that line, yeah. And they're probably made better than this one. She I, is unaware that he is monitoring her just as closely as a hungry wolf stalking its prey at night. Like, Thank exactly that, that closely. <laughs> just so you know. That's exactly... So it wounds her, or he wounds her, and then he holds back a few miles while she bleeds death slowly. 
Also, does he have, like, a pack? Because wolves don't stalk their prey alone. Well, if they're a lone wolf. But then they die. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's... So, heavy foreshadowing, probably he is a werewolf. Is there more to this, or is that There's it? a little more. Okay. Because Lauren reminds her neighbor of his young and deceased wife, Melissa, he claims her as his territory and kills her friend Angie. So, Who seems to be close to her. We'll, yeah, she's her friend. <laughs> We're not sure, this Angie person. She, they, I mean, then he, it's probably a movie friend, so they claim friendship, and then they have like three scenes together. Yeah, I guess. So he claims ownership mm-hmm. of her. Because she resembles... Not, in, this, in the description, specifically mentions claiming her as his territory. Yep. Is he going around peeing on her? <laughs> Is that what's happening here? Because that's what it seems like it's happening. <laughs> With the help of local TV hunting show personality. Wait, wait, wait. With the help of local TV hunting show personality. Okay. Commas are a good thing, guys. <laughs> Red Tucker. Red has two Ds. And a delivery boy with a secret crush on attractive Laura. <laughs> the unlikely trio prepare for a full moon showdown against an immortal creature with insatiable bloodlust. I mean, the trio isn't so unlikely. It's mostly just the one delivery boy. Like, she's pretty likely because she's being targeted and by the And then he's werewolf. a hunting guy. And he's a he's hunter. He's on TV. Yeah. Jared also has Lauren's brother locked inside a freezer. It's her brother's life for hers. I do like the reversal of the women in freezers trope. <laughs> I just love how it's like, by the way, I get your brother in a freezer. Is, so, is the freezer on? Because this is like a real, like, this is like the last five minutes of the movie. You're not going to live long in a freezer. Um, well, they're preparing for the full moon, so... Has he had him in there since the last full moon? I don't know. Did he give him a few blankets? Is this is is her brother like secretly Frankenstein? <laughs> That's what I. These are the questions I want to know. I don't have the answers. I just bring you the dumb movie. Okay, I, I gotta say that there's a, there's enough there where I think mm-hmm. this could be very fun. There, you you start off with the weird, creepy neighbor. Right, he's got his whole story about the deceased girlfriend, and that's cool. Wife. Uh, that's sorry, wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, his girlfriend's still alive. Uh, <laughs> well, her name is Laura. <laughs> that's that's cool, and but it would wouldn't be enough on its own. But I think that a lot of movies would try to stop there. But then you go into you know he's got her brother kidnapped. You've got this TV personality who's got this hunting show, and like the random paper boy or delivery boy or whatever he is. Yeah, he probably like delivers pizza, and he's the ride she got. Yeah, so <clears throat> I think that within with all these people, there's enough possibility for there to be something cool. What I find interesting is that he has a dog. Normally dogs kind of don't like werewolves in movies. Does the dog run with him? And they're very specific to mention that, too. Yeah. I keep wondering... I, I was legitimately thinking maybe it's going to be some kind of setup for a payoff, but... It might be the dog. Like, he just has this werewolf dog, and that's what he's using to threaten them. But they think it's him. Yeah. And so when the full moon's coming out, they're like, we'll shoot you before you turn, and the dog comes in as this giant wolf beast. That could be very cool. I don't know if that's... How likely that is. Nah, and especially this, the way this reviewer is writing this, it seems like they're like, wolf-like, guys. He's definitely stalking her. <laughs> I watched one werewolf movie where um, they had a golden retriever. It was this, two, this brother and sister, and they get bit by a werewolf. Okay. And uh, at one point, the brother, like, the dog bites him and gets infected. So okay. while they're changing, like, this werewolf dog monster starts running around town causing havoc while they're dealing with another werewolf they're trying to kill. That's awesome. It's great. What was that called? I can't remember. Okay, well, 
I saw it on TV Eagle, and I didn't get the title. Eagle-eared listeners, uh, <laughs> if you know the name of this movie, let us know. Let us know, because I want to watch that again. That I want to watch that also. Alright. What's up next? Next up, we have 3 a.m. No, it's just, it's like uh, about quarter to four right now. Yeah, it's about 12 hours. P.M. P.M. <laughs> We're not recording this. <laughs> we are committed to bringing you entertainment when you want, <sighs> a couple weeks in advance. Yes. 3 a.m. is a Thai horror film divided in three supernatural stories that happen at 3 a.m., Hence the title. I like everything about this so far. Yeah. I like the foreign film angle. I like the uh, the anthology angle. I like the name and how it ties in like with the number mm-hmm. three. This is all good. I'm on board. What do they got? Number one is a Thai word that means the wig. Not even trying to pronounce it because I don't know anything about Taiwanese. This is not uh, just, I want to go back and clarify. We're not doing a werewolf themed episode, so I shouldn't be trying to figure out if the wig is a werewolf somehow. No. Cool. I mean, you can. Because most movies would be improved if there was just a random werewolf. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying... How great would Batman be if just, like, while he's finding the Joker, he just grows fur and throws him off a building? <laughs> I mean, he would he'd just be Batman, but he kills. So, yeah. Yeah, no, so I'm just... original Batman or the Batman from the movie I'm referencing. He throws oh. a dude down a grate and throws a grenade after him. Batman murders people in that movie. As a werewolf? No, that would be great, though. Yeah, it would. Uh, so, the wig... The wig. Uh, you know, I, I don't know why they're making a Thai movie about sort of a extinct political party from the 1850s, but okay. <laughs> no, so it's a regular wig. Is, this is horror films? Well, it's a Thai horror film divided into three supernatural stories. Right. So it's a horror anthology. Yes, 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 I get yes. that. I'm just trying, I'm imagining like what kind of thing would happen with this wig. Before you start reading everything, mm-hmm. I, th- I I do think that the idea of a wig as a horror element is kind of underexplored, and I'm interested to see where they go with it. I don't have any ideas though. <laughs> well, the sisters May and Mint, those names are really odd for Taiwanese women. Anyways, own and work in a wig shop. May is a hard worker, while Mint is a selfish teenager. You're making your teenage sister work at your shop? Yeah. Child labor laws much? Not yeah, in Taiwan, I guess. Taiwan, I guess. <laughs> One day, Mint buys hair from from a woman without knowing that it was stolen from a corpse in the cemetery and makes a wig. This is, yep, yep, I'm on board with all this. <laughs> yes, okay. Mint brings her boyfriend, Lin. See, that sounds like a Taiwanese name. Uh, is it L-I-N? Yep. Okay, yeah. I, I that can. makes a joke with the wig with her friends, June and Pond. But the spirit is angry and will seek revenge against the teenagers. For having its body's hair stolen and made into a wig. I mean, it's just as plausible as, like, we're sad because you're built on top of our graves and poltergeist stuff. Poltergeist is fun. Now, see, it's not just that it's an Indian burial ground. It's that above that is a Christian burial ground that was built on top of the Indian burial ground. Oh, so they've got, like, some... There's layers of dead people. (laughs) They've got, like... And those Christians were led by a cult leader that brought them there, convinced them it was the end of the world, made them all go in a cave, predicted the end of the world... And then when time passed, one let them leave and they all starved under there. And then some people built a neighborhood on top. And then their house disappeared. And then the insurance would not cover that in the second movie, and that was hilarious. <laughs> they said it disappeared, it wasn't destroyed, so it didn't count. Okay, interesting loophole. I love I love Poltergeist. So, this wig. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, like, it's just sort of the ghost is after whoever's wearing it, or... Is that like using the wig to strangle them or like move around like hair octopus style? Like it does that, but it also like possesses the bodies. Okay. In my head, because that'd be fun. Well, it's only fun if it's going after the people who are wearing it. Like the for it to be a vengeful ghost, they can't just be vengeful against people in general. That's true. 
So if it possesses the person who's wearing it, it's only good Maybe for like, like making it's, them it's all the people suicide. who try it on, and okay. then afterwards it possesses someone or keeps taking host to kill everyone that had to put the wig on. Okay, because then he made the joke with like three other people, including Mint. I, I was thinking about like the hair choking the people, but that's going to get kind of old. Although it is a short film. Well, yeah, it's one of three. So, right. Yeah. So they're connected. What are the other two in this anthology? Really? Number two, we have non-English word meaning the bride's corpse. Okay. Not confused with the corpse bride, which we discussed earlier. The funeral home employee, Toss, and a nurse are hired to prepare the funeral of the just married Cherry and Mike. They, they plan ahead. I respect that. Yeah, wait a or minute. Or they died. So they Read that sentence again. I'm confused. The funeral home employee, Toss, T-O-S, and a nurse, are hired to prepare the funeral of the just married Cherry and Mike. So are they dead or not? Because I can't tell. I, I think mean, they're dead. I th- they must be. I guess they're just like, or they're planning ahead, and, ga- and like gambling. This funeral service won't go under. I mean, <laughs> I mean, my mom and dad bought fun, their burial plot like way that's back. Different, yeah. And they might have planned their funeral. Toss finds a videotape, and he believes Cherry was abused by Mike. He falls in love with the bride and challenges Mike. No, they're still alive. <laughs> what? And challenges Mike, but soon fi- he finds the truth about the couple. <laughs> With tragic consequences. There are so many questions here. <laughs> why? What? Not the least. Why is he called Mike? No, I'm fi- I'm done with that. I think that's a. Uh, I know it's perfectly acceptable Taiwanese adopt- adopting of an American mm-hmm. name. Uh, but my question is more like, what? What? <laughs> that's my question. I guess. They're still alive. He's preparing their funeral. They just got married. They just got married. And then they There's wanna... a videotape that suggests that I mean, in the... the pl- because of that, because they're planning the funeral and they just got married, are they planning a suicide? I don't know. It's hard to tell. I mean, there's tragic consequences. Did they kill him instead? Well, there's also this implied twist, right? The mm-hmm. idea that it, it, it's, it's not this abuse thing. On, a, on top of the fact that there's a funeral being prepared for people who aren't dead. Who just got married. Who just got married and who are already in potentially an abusive relationship. There's a twist where, like, something's going on with the wife. There's not enough details. Or there's more. Is there more to the description? That's, the, that's all for that one. That's all for that one. Okay. I got nothing then. You ready for part three? I, why not? Overtime. All right. Yeah. Karen and T own a company. That Good does things and or service. <laughs> Providing goods or services for monetary benefit <laughs> since 1993. <laughs> you haven't played Dragon Age Inquisition, but you can talk to your all your companions in that game. Right. And one of them tries to be evasive. So, like, where are you from? Wherever. And your response can be, you know, also, like, mocker for it. Like, you're from wherever. I'm from north wherever. We used to have fun in street and or local tavern. <laughs> and she says, what? Oh, shut up. do 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 so they own a company, and they love to play scary prank on the employees that are working on in overtime. Just the one. <laughs> they have one prank. <laughs> Only one. I think it would stop being scary after a while, they make di- it's they, really scary. They own it. They make different people work overtime. Okay, okay. <laughs> Their favorite victims are Bump and Ngung, which I know I'm pronouncing wrong. I was going to say, you were, you were getting on people for not having very Taiwanese names. Here they go. Yeah, N-G-I-N-G. Ngung. <laughs> One night, 
They play several pranks with tragic consequences. Oh no, they got they, they, they mixed See, up they the had, set list. They had the one down <laughs> and everything was fine. They scared them, they went, ah, uh, they're like, cool. They Go had home. to have stop working overtime. They got greedy. And like, let's do four of them. But we'll not do the one. And then bodies everywhere. Okay. That's all I got for that. <laughs> Wait, that's the end of the description? That's the end of the description, that's the end of the movie. Several prank and then what now? Tragic consequence consequences. Oh, come on, description writer. You can do better than that. You did great with the first one. Yeah, those last two were a little bit disappointing. You gotta take us out with something strong, Brantley. The wig is actually half the thing. Yeah. What's our last movie for today, Brantley? Our last movie is Demonic Beauty. I like the title. Simple. Sort of lets you know, kind of gives you a feel for what's going on. Mm -hmm. The Thai have defeated the Khmer, K-H-E-M-A-R, Empire in the mid-18th century. And taking the lovely princess Tarawati prisoner. Are you in a whole Thai movie? I was trying to do a Thai one. I can only get two. Oh, okay. (laughs) This is a historical Taiwanese drama. Am I picking up on that right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Seeing her beauty, the Thai ruler weds her, as they are wont to do. Yeah, back then. But then later sees in the arms of another man, as they are wont to do. He sentences them both to death. One through beheading and the other to be burnt to death. Well, why can't they both be the same? Ah, uh, sexism. <laughs> While waiting for her execution, the princess hears from a fellow inmate that in a small village not too far away lives a young woman called Dao, who is her exact physical double. She's going to trust this guy? It's just some random guy comes to her in prison. How long she... was he in prison? He's a fellow inmate. How long was he in there? <laughs> like, when I was free, I saw a girl who looked just like you. Man, eight, 12 years ago was a good time. <laughs> She's dead now. You're absolutely you're absolutely right. If he's in prison, memory is a thing, guys. <laughs> it fades. And, you know, if you've been in prison for a while, kind of the beautiful women probably all start to mush together. As flames start to burn around her. Well, now okay. we know who got beheaded and who did not. Also, nice time jump there, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it could have been like five minutes she was in there. Just like, you're going in there until we get the pile but. Pyre built. And she gets there and she's like, I know someone who just like you. Alright, you're done. Bye. <laughs> the princess sends her spirit to inhabit the body of Dao. But Ooh. just as her spirit zips off to find her double, which is an interesting choice of words there. Zip. Dao is killed by a magic spell. Just conveniently. <laughs> what was Dao doing? <laughs> was she fighting a witch during this? <laughs> yeah, why is this story about the princess? <laughs> the princess just having a bad time. I mean, she got, she's like, she has no agency here, except for the, like, she does send her spirit off to, like, there. Her one agency is like, I don't want to die, I'm going to go possess some chick who has nothing to do with any of this. Yeah, meanwhile, this girl is doing battle with the magical Something arts. to have a spell kill her. In this manner, the spirit ends up inhabiting a deceased body, zombie, that soon springs to life to everyone's amazement. Not, not horror? It's like, <laughs> oh, that's cool, you were dead, and now you're not. <laughs> Do it again. <laughs> I like... They, they did cover their bases by having her be killed by a spell. They're like, listen, there wasn't anything physically wrong with her. <laughs> she didn't get bashed in the head. She didn't have a heart attack. Like, the body's fine. This is why we're not going to have her rotting. She's not, like, avenged. She just got... She just got... Stopped. <laughs> the body is now partly Dao's, but also partly a vengeful ghost. Isn't Dao dead? Is she possessing her own body? Maybe. Okay. She didn't get killed with magic, so all rules are sort of, all bets are off here. Dao leads a normal life during the day, but at night, a voracious greed overcomes her, and she desperately needs to feed on blood and entrails. You know, you don't get the entrail side of that very often, do you? Oh, I've heard of this kind of monster. Oh, yeah? Because of the next sentence. 
Thus, her head slips away from the body to satisfy her insatiable hunger. <gasps> Literally, at night, the head just rips off and flies off to go kill someone. Oh, I thought it was like, I don't know, it had some kind of neck tentacles. No. I wanted there to be neck tentacles. This soon causes consternation among the villagers. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are so light, so <laughs> chill about things. Oh, you're dead. Now you're alive. Cool, I'm going to go work on my farm. Oh, someone died. That's not good. Guys, someone died. Magic fl- head flying through the night. I mean, I got no to come of it. I got to work on these cows, so I can't deal with that. You, you gonna deal? With- no, you got chickens. Okay, someone's going to deal with that later. They, um, I mean, these are. I was gonna say Chinese people, but they are Taiwanese people. I don't lump them all in together. <laughs> but sort of, there is like rice farming is a lot of work. So if they're farmers, they're basically twenty four seven. Yeah. Like, trying to scrape by and get the rice going. It's not like wheat where you just plant it and like, well, all right, gotta wait a while. See this in a couple months. Let's do a bunch of work in the fall. Then we're good. <laughs> all right, so we good now? We Is that this? it? That's Is that it for that movie? <sighs> She's a head, flying head monster that eats I people. do enjoy hearing about other cultures, monsters, and phobias. Well, that's what started me. I was looking into this thing called a uh, Kimmy Hole or Gummy Hole. Okay. Where it's kind of, it's a nine-tailed fox monster. But it takes the shape of a human sometimes, a human woman. And her, the whole thing is that she wants to understand what love is, so she rips out people's hearts and eats them. Yeah, she yeah, was told that's what do. the heart is. Or that, you know, you fill it in your heart. And so it's like she's... And there was one I was trying to get a description for, but I couldn't. But it snowballed into other <laughs> Taiwanese movies. Fair enough. There was, a, there was a, a phobia I heard about recently. Maybe we talked about it. I, I don't know if we did. You can stop me if we did. The uh, grinding bones to make bread phobia. Because back in the Middle Ages... There was the, uh, like, uh, bakers were under a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. because, like, that was the food. If you didn't have bread, you didn't have anything. So there's, like, the idea that the baker's dozen is an extra one just because if you shorted people on the bread they paid for, you could get your head chopped off. So they gave you extra Mm -hmm. uh, because it was serious business. And one of the phobias people had back then was that bakers were grinding up human bones and supplementing flour with it. Hmm. There was never any evidence, but it was like one of those, uh, and I compared it kind of like to the idea of putting glass in the apple at Halloween, where this never actually happened, or at least maybe one time it's happened. Right. But it's such a, like, a visceral thing, and it's such a, like, common element of our existence that everybody in America, anyway, knows about going out and trick-or-treating on Halloween and getting candy from strangers, and it plays into that fear of, you know, people you don't necessarily intimately know, so you get nervous about apples having <laughs> razor blades in them I, I just think that's neat mine was always like look for needle marks and candy oh they they would inject some drugs in yeah. there or something and then in uh trick or treat there's uh there's like a chocolate bar that someone had slipped a razor blade into laying across the bar nice someone the kid would bite down it's a horrifying image yeah it's one of those like again it's so effective that it's just stuck in your head and even if you know <laughs> it's not real you're like but i gotta check just in case yeah well, that is going to do it for this episode of Two Weird Didn't Watch, everybody. Enjoy your nightmares. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, and we'll be back with another a special episode, something I've cooked up uh, to coincide with the movie release. Uh, and we'll talk to you then. Bye, guys. Bye.